0: chapter nine of molly brown's senior days by nell speed this librivox recording is in the public domain the substitute miss walker had not failed to see the stinging article against women's colleges written by miss beatrice slammer for a newspaper and when she recalled that miss slammer had recently spent a day at wellington as a guest of the college under plea of gathering material she felt somewhat embittered when therefore it came to her ears that the students intended to ask miss Slammer to wellington ostensibly for the purpose of hearing her views on anti-suffrage she smiled and said nothing to anybody except miss pomeroy who had raised some objections don't worry over it my dear said miss walker they won't do anything to make us ashamed it is miss slammer who will be ashamed i rather imagine perhaps miss slammer was surprised at receiving an invitation from wellington university after her lampoon of college girls whatever qualms she may have felt in writing it had been hushed to sleep with the insidious thought that the views if not true were at least sensational enough to catch the public eye and this was more important to miss slammer than anything else it flattered her to be asked to speak at this small but distinguished college of course they had never seen the article or they would never have sent the invitation miss slammer had her doubts as to whether any person outside new york ever read a newspaper especially a lot of college girls who had no interest beyond amateur plays and basketball so she promptly dispatched a polite note of acceptance to miss julia Keene. then at the last moment only a few hours before train time her courage failed her i can't do it she said i simply haven't the nerve do what asked jimmy lufton glancing up from his typewriter to the somewhat battered and worn countenance of miss slammer face a lot of women and talk to them about anti-suffrage jimmy grinned he had the face of a mischievous schoolboy in his eyes there lurked two little imps of adventure while his broad and sunny smile was completely disarming sunny jim was the name given him by his friends in the office a name that still clung to him after five tempestuous years of newspaper work would you like a substitute he asked i think i could give some pretty convincing arguments what do you know about it demanded miss slammer doubtfully did you read the article that came out last sunday Auntie's to the front by a wife and mother that was me i thought i gave a pretty fair line of argument jimmy you are the limit exclaimed miss slammer then she paused and began to think quickly suppose jimmy did go up to wellington with a letter of introduction from her and take her place well why not she was too ill to come and had sent the well-known young writer on this vital subject she would be keeping her engagement in a way and jimmy would be getting a holiday and perhaps material for another story at the same time the editor's consent was gained see if you can't get something about basketball he had ordered and jimmy dashed out of the office the railroad ticket contributed by wellington in one pocket and miss slammer's note in the other miss slammer's nature was a casual one life had been so hard with her that she had long since grown callous under the blows of fate and grimly indifferent to other people's feelings somewhere she had heard that jimmy lufton was a born orator at any rate she thought he could carry off the adventure and her conscience was easy at eight o'clock the next morning when the night train from new york pulled into wellington station a crowd of well-dressed young women on the platform gazed at the door of the pullman car with expectant eyes judy Keene, in a black velvet suit and a big picture hat headed the delegation only two passengers descended from the sleeper a middle-aged worn-looking woman in a shabby black and a young man whose alert brown eyes took in at once the crowd of college girls and judy replesant in velvet and plumes miss slammer began judy intercepting the woman passenger who was looking up and down the platform somewhat bewildered no no that is not my name i am looking for miss windsor answered the woman nervously oh said judy rather surprised you will find her at her rooms in the beta phi house take the bus up it's quite a walk the woman bowed and hurried over to the bus just as the young man with the alert brown eyes came up hat in hand judy noticed at once that his head was large and rather distinguished in outline and that his close-cropped black hair had a tendency to curl you were looking for miss Lammer, he asked speaking to judy whose face as the train receded showed mingled feelings of disappointment and anger oh yes she replied startled somewhat at being addressed by a strange young man she couldn't come and i came down as a substitute he went on handing her the note hastily dashed off by the intrepid beatrice judy's eyes only half took in the words of the note she read it silently and passed it on to the rest of the delegation a man she thought now isn't that too much everything is ruined we can't teach miss slammer a lesson in politeness through a proxy i hope it's all right jimmy began watching judy's face with undisguised admiration oh yes she answered hastily we are very glad to see you mr slammer jimmy broke into his inimitable laugh my name is lufton he said and the mistake seemed so funny that judy laughed too and everybody felt more at ease immediately we were to have had you up to breakfast i mean miss slammer judy stammered i'll get something or somewhere said jimmy in a reassuring tone there's an inn in wellington village suggested one of the girls miss Slammer was scheduled to speak at three o'clock this afternoon began judy and am i banished to the village all that time jimmy broke in you don't bar men from the grounds do you i'd like to look around the place a little no indeed this isn't a convent if you will come up to the quadrangle after breakfast we'll be delighted to show you the buildings and the cloisters whatever would interest you thanks awfully said jimmy and presently they watched him stroll off up the road to the village whistling as gaily as a schoolboy there were scores of faces at the windows of the quadrangle when the special bus drew up at the archway she didn't come judy called to a group of girls lingering in the tower room a man came young or old cried a half-dozen voices young and passing fair said Jessie. passing dark you mean he had black hair but where is old miss slammer demanded edith williams old miss slammer was afraid to face the music i suppose anyway she sent mr james lufton down to take her place and he is at present breakfasting in the village somehow all the sweetness has gone out of revenge exclaimed edith i foresee that nobody will be willing to practice the freeze-out on an innocent man passing fair if he is a substitute well he's coming up this morning to be shown around college if anyone wants to take the job of showing him i'm willing to resign my place anybody who is willing to do the freeze out act i mean i don't think it will be easy he has a way of laughing that makes other people laugh you couldn't be mean to him if you tried already judy had unconsciously set herself the task of protecting mr james lufton from the fate planned for miss slammer aren't we to listen in cold silence when he makes his speech asked a girl of course put in margaret you couldn't listen in any other way to a speech against suffrage i shan't applaud him i know if he represents miss slammer like as not he shares her views about college girls too and is just as deserving as she is to a plight freeze out it was a mad scheme from the first put in katherine williams i never did approve of it i don't imagine such a subtle revenge would have had the slightest effect on miss slammer we intend to have our revenge cried a dozen voices followers of margaret In the midst of the hot argument that followed this statement, Judy hurried off to Beta Phi House to eat her share of the fine breakfast some of the girls there had undertaken to give to the enemy of women's colleges. She felt that things looked pretty black for Mr. James Lufton. Running upstairs to Adele Windsor's rooms, she knocked on the door impatiently, It was quite two minutes before it was cautiously opened by adele whose face looked flushed and there were two white dents at the corners of her mouth i heard she didn't come adele began without waiting for judy to speak let's go down to breakfast we're late as it is she closed the door with a slam and pushed judy in front of her towards the stairs by the way did a visitor find you asked judy she inquired where you lived at the station oh yes just a woman on business about some clothes she added carelessly dressmakers are dreadful nuisances sometimes judy said nothing but it occurred to her that adele must be a very good customer for a dressmaker to come all the way to wellington to consult her while the beta phi girls and their guests were breakfasting in the paneled dining-room the little women in shabby black came softly out of adele's rooms and tiptoed downstairs under cover of the noise of laughter and talk she opened the front door and went out jimmy lufton saw her later at the inn in the village where she had coffee and toast and inquired the hour for the next train to New York, Jimmy himself was occupied in jotting down notes on an old envelope. If it makes me laugh, I should think it would make them. He chuckled to himself, End of Chapter Nine.